Hey everybody, welcome to the Pals Podcast. My name is George Boutsalis. And I'm your other pal, Ricky Liordi. Before you go any farther, we have one thing to say. Thanks so much to everybody who is tuned in and coming back to tune in again. We love you all and thank you for the support. For those of you who are new listeners, we ask one thing. Please take a second to go like, subscribe, and follow the Pals Podcast. You can do so on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, every social. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And we'd like to give a special shout out to the people who keep the lights on for us, our, our sponsors. First is our presenting sponsor, Kingsville Brewery. Guys, we've been drinking this beer for the last probably six months now, and it is amazing. Most of you know me and George aren't big beer drinkers, but this stuff goes down great. Premium, light, refreshing, perfect for the cottage, summer drinks with your friends, or hanging out and listening to the pals. Uh, they're available now for GTA delivery through Profile Wine Group. So definitely check them out. You can get it delivered directly to your door for a very cheap cost. So definitely check that out. And guys, again, if you haven't drank this, give it a shot because it is so, so good. So special shout out to them. and Give them a follow on Instagram and all of the socials at Kingsville Brewery. And Georgie, tell me about our other sponsor. Oh, you, if you don't know, you're about to know. Our next sponsor is our baby, our passion project turn global social media app, taking over the world and fixing social media one vote at a time, Cast. Guys, I'm going to tell you what Cast is. Cast is a social voting app. We're on a mission to create a safe space to share your honest opinion and see an instant snapshot of what people really think. We're turning bystanders into active participants in every conversation. Now, you might say, George, doesn't social media like that already exist? Well, the answer is no, and you'll, you'd be wrong. Guys, there's a reason why we're doing what we're doing. Social media has become a place filled with subjective data, dishonest opinions, and biased narratives. We're bringing objective truth, honesty, and transparency to social media to create a real representation of what people really think. If you want to check out Cast and get on today and be part of the conversation, you can go to www.joincast.co backslash download. You can find Cast on the App Store and the Play Store. Just look for the Purple C. And that's all. Without further ado, LFG. Let's go. So we said maybe we do the intro right at the beginning. So when we start, it's like, hey, are we good? Okay, we're trying a new intro, guys. So um, <laughs> new intro, new music, new music. We got a lot of things. So this episode, we have a very exciting guest on. You may recognize him from uh, the Air Canada Center, aka the now Scotiabank Arena. He is the resident DJ for the Toronto Raptors. He's also been DJing for probably about 15 or so years, give or take. Give or take. Give or take. Toronto if legend. You, if you went to any nightclubs in Toronto over the course of the last 10 to 15 years, you've definitely seen this man. He goes by four corners. And welcome to the Pals Podcast. Thank you for having me. This is a cool spot. I we see appreciate the, the Richardi follow your heart. Yeah, That's my guy. Have, That's my guy. Richardi literally just FaceTimed me on the way down. I was oh, like, man, I, I've got a million things happening. i got to call you back. Man. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I, I'm dude. stressed right now. I'm stuck in traffic. But He's a good dude. Very good guy. Yeah. yeah. I actually had a conversation with him right before he, like right when he quit his day job. Really? Like, that's when I met him. He's oh, like, you're for I a long just time. quit my day job and I'm diving into art full time and... I gotta do it. I hope. And then he made me a thick jacket. I should have wore it today. He made me a thick no jacket. No shit. 
And since then, you see what he does. He's yeah. killing it. You see what he does. Honestly, great guy. Like, his energy is great. I, I, I didn't know him at all really before. Like, I kind of knew so that, how this kind of came about. Like, Ricky knew him. and No, I didn't. Oh, I never met him. <laughs> How did you guys know well, something? We when we came into the show, I always also, saw him. before we go. But you know why I love him too? Because if we shout him on this episode, I don't know. Do you send it to him or does he listen? Like, oh, a lot of times he just listens. Yeah, because he'll message me like, "Thanks for the shout out." One episode just before we get to this. One episode, I I was, we were talking about his son AJ, and I see his videos from playing baseball. I'm like, this kid is fucking yeah, incredible. Already. Incredible. Like, and I, I played baseball too uh, growing up. So like, I see Richard played baseball too. Yeah, but I see his son playing. I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like, and he just it, he seems super talented. But he seems so nice and he's cute. And I said it one episode, and he DMs me. He's like, "Thanks for the show, though." Thanks for giving Angel the show, though. I was like, "Of course, man!" Like, that's also why I love the guy. Like, he's got a million things going on, and he still finds no, time he's a to genuinely like genuinely nice guy. Yeah, 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 for real. But sorry, anyway. So, how did it? No, how did so you? I, I've known about him for a while, and I've always loved his art. And I, I thought it was amazing. I'm not an art collector. I can't afford the expensive pieces by any means. Yeah. Uh, so when we got to space, I was like, I always wanted him to do something for me. And then we had this spot, and I was like, okay, we, we don't make any money with this podcast. We can't afford to pay him. But I'm like, look, why don't we get you on the podcast? We'll talk about it. Do an installation because we have like pretty notable guests coming through mm -hmm. our, our podcast. And plus, now that we have a studio, it, it legitimizes it. So I'm like, look, do this. We get like 1,000, 2,000 views on YouTube. Plus, we have like cool people coming in. And he's like, I love it. I'm in. I'm like, sick. So he came in. He, we actually got lucky because he had just taken these hearts down from the installation Yorkdale. at Yorkdale. Ah. So perfect. it's like literally he's like, we, he was going to do a mural. He had it all planned. I was like, Rick, I've got something different planned. It, I've never done it. It might work. And, you know, it came out yeah. beautiful. That shit worked out. Honestly, Big up Rich. Those. Big up Rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, great guy. Shout out Big Rich. Shout out. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing, man. Um, but Kirk, actually, do we go by Kirk? Do we go by Four Corners? Yeah, Kirk. Kirk? It's weird. I feel like it's weird to introduce myself as Four Corners. Yeah. Like <laughs> respond to Four Corners in conversation. So, yes, please call me Kirk. Okay. okay. <laughs> More like when you're out and people bump in, they're going to be like, hey, Four well, Corners. Well, people who don't, that's how I know who knows me and who knows me knows me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if they call me Kirk, they know me know me. Yeah, yeah. Or they pay attention because it says Kirk on my Instagram. Okay. If they call you Most people don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly very true. Most people don't pay very, attention. Very, very true. Very, a lot of people don't pay. I'm guilty of that, man. I don't pay attention to that shit. You don't realize how like you just kind of go through life. Like you got to pay attention, everyone. man. You don't notice Detail the little matter. things. The little yeah, things. Yeah. Detail matter. Well, that's right. Like even how this whole started. Like we, I saw you on Ernesto's podcast the other day too, and. We saw you just randomly walking down the street. Me and Georgie walked down. I'm like, I feel like that's Kirk. Yeah. He looks at me. He's like, I think that's Kirk. I was like, yeah. I'm like, like I haven't seen him in like, like yeah. five or six years, but I'm like, yo. Yo, the universe. I literally moves, was just like, yo, man. what's the up? The universe conspires, the man. Universe. brings people together. That's it. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. And it's kind of perfect timing because you got some new music on the way as well. I do. I yeah. do. I'm dropping a new record in two weeks. Uh, it's called Won't Put You Through That. It's a new project that I'm doing, actually, aside from Four Corners. Well, in conjunction with, but aside from, it's called 401 West. And it's a house music project with a partner named Ashton Adams. Okay. And we dropped an EP late last year. It's been weird releasing music during the pandemic. Can't do any shows. Can't play. Can't really music, get out yeah. and promote. It's yeah. just all like online. social media. Yeah. Online. YouTube. We did some virtual shows. Whatever. Whatever. Which is great. It's it's it's, hap it's a a happy accident that it's this point in history that we're able to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because if this should happen like twenty years ago, what the f what would we do? Oh, you'd be yeah. <laughs> who we have Nothing. been doing? You'd be playing. You'd be doing word uh, crossword searches yeah. at your house, like, and that's bro, it. You're, like, you're playing like music for your window. family like, members. People that's have been it. going bonkers as is. Imagine if we didn't have the internet like it is today. Oh, it's true. 
like wow so thankful for all of what we've been able to do but excited to be outside now yeah and be able to actually present this music so we got this record dropping in two weeks it's featuring zach zoya which is a really talented artist out of montreal the montreal area not specifically montreal okay. he'd, he'd be mad if i said he's from montreal <laughs> <laughs> um, he signed to universal music uh cardinal official is the one that signed him and he's like super behind him so I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Very good. And so I literally just finished a remix of it like 30 minutes ago. That's oh, why I was listening on my phone when you I guys Yeah, I heard that. I was yeah. listening. I was like, this is a good vibe. And I was yeah. like setting up. I'm like rushing. So again, talking about not paying attention. I'm like trying to listen <laughs> and I'm trying to set everything up. We're like running late today. And uh, yeah, man, it sounds great. But uh, before we go on to that more, so you said the name's 401. You're, like, you go by 401 West for this. The group is the group. called 401 West. Okay. How did, yeah. that, how did that come about? Um... Well, I've been working on music with Ashton for a couple years now. We've done a couple of records together already. And we just got into these conversations about house music and how much we both love it. And I didn't know how much he loved house, but I've always been in the house since I was a kid watching like much music, seeing like inner city. Much music's coming back. I know. We'll talk about that too. Okay, we'll it's get to that. It's kind of, it's kind of coming Yeah, kind of coming kinda. back. Kind of. Okay, we'll get, we'll get um, to that after. Yeah. But yeah, I remember watching all these videos like inner city and alias and like the Jungle Brothers, Frankie Knuckles, all these things when I was a kid growing up. And I just always love house music. When I got into the club scene, in like I got into like the I hate I hate calling it the urban. I hate the word urban. Urban means city. Yeah. As opposed to what rural. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I, I need you though for the rural crowd. Right, <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> um I came up in black clubs, black parties where black music was played. And it was hip hop, R and B, reggae um calypso soca and house and a lot of people don't understand that house is black music like black people invented so detroit right yeah yeah chicago detroit new york and then it spread around the world yeah yeah. so there was always a house set and i i love the shit but over the years it's kind of just like it's so global now and everybody's Mm -hmm. involved so like that essence has kind of been lost and I feel like people don't even know the pioneers. I read a, an article in, I think it was Complex, one of, the, one of those publications, about Kevin Saunderson, who's like one of the foundation guys of house music, talking to bookers now, and they don't know who the hell he is. And they book dance music shows. You know what I mean? That would be like, I don't know, booking hip hop and you don't know who LL Cool J is. Yeah. Like, you have to know. Like, you got to know who Run DMC is. Like, Where you the have roots to come know from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who Tribe Called Quest is. You have to know these things. You can't just know the current artists. The big names. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, that's the one thing. And you know, it's funny, like, because I obviously uh, used to DJ as well. And when I got into it, it was around the time of, like, and we've played a few shows back in the day mm. um, when I was, like, I mean, not that I was anybody, but when I was really, like, just, like, in university playing Ricky, like, Ricky and Alexander's club shows for Crown Entertainment and for Mickey and all, and Maddie and those guys. Yeah. Um, but when I started, like, I came up listening to, like, that was when, like, Swedish House Mafia was doing, like, you know, um, One came yeah. out and whatever, Miami TV. And, like, it was just, like, it was becoming way more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I, did, I was one of those people that, like, didn't really know the roots of it. And I remember it was after a couple of years of really being into it. I was like, okay, like, started to find out who, like, Felix the House Cat was and some right. other guys from Detroit. Oh, Felix the House and then, Cat. And then I saw that Major. there was that Movement Detroit Festival. Yeah. And, uh... 
I remember a friend going and showing a video, and like I remember in that time I was like seeing more Detroit. Hustle. I was like, "Oh, this is really interesting." And mm-hmm. then somebody told me like that's where like house started, like Detroit and Chicago and those places. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I was like naive to it. Yeah, but it's interesting now how even more so. I feel like back when I was like when I just found this out, I was like the naive one. A lot of people knew this, yeah. but I feel like now to your point, like like not a lot of people not a lot of know. People, like people in the business of house music don't know where house music yeah. came from, and that's weird to me. So yeah. that's part of why we started it. We we're just like, yo, people that need, that need to know this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then we started working on some records, specifically house records, and we just started piling them up. We're like, yo, we should do a project. And it just turned into, you know what? We should make it a group. And then we should make it a movement. So now we're really doing it. And we dropped a three song EP late last year, which is doing really well. Nice. And now we're, we're uh, about to drop. This is the first single of this year, period, that I'm dropping. So I'm really excited. I just, I took a step back because, again, it's just been weird releasing music yeah. during the pandemic. I was DJing on Twitch a lot, just live streaming, Sick. just to like feel something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, stay in the rhythm and the yeah. groove and everything. Yeah, because yeah. like I didn't for a long time, and when I started again, I was like, "Shit, I'm rusty." Yeah, <laughs> like oh, I've yeah, never I... not DJed for months on end. You're probably yeah. playing in, like, like my whole since five I started shows a week. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like since I started DJing, there's never been a time that I haven't like, dude. I'm playing in Calgary in three weeks. That's the first time I'm going to be on a plane. In a year and a half, I'm normally on a plane like weekly. I get it. So this whole year is like throwing me and everybody else for a loop. But I'm happy that we're back outside. We're doing stuff. I'm happy we're able to do this and not do this yeah. on like Zoom. Yeah, we're, we're so shit. we did we did yeah. a whole bunch on Zoom. And don't get me wrong, we had some amazing guests and amazing conversations. But it's just different. It is. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, we all had to do what we had to do. Yeah. You don't stop the show. So the way I describe it is when we're doing it and when we do them in person, it's a conversation. It's fun. You know, we can chime in this friendly banter or whatever. Yeah. When it's done via Zoom, it's an interview. It is strictly right. an interview. You ask a question, they answer, and then you try and make a little joke, but they didn't hear you because <laughs> it only picks up one person talking at a time. And you're like, yeah. oh. And they're like, oh, sorry, what'd you say? Or me and George, we look at each other like, are, are you... I'll go, I'll go. It's I'll weird. Go. Like, you're the ta- yeah. like, like pauses and delays and all that it's, shit. It's, it's, not, it's not natural. This is natural. Yeah. Yeah, Being absolutely. with people, humans need to be around humans. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is natural. Okay. So absolutely. I need to get in front of people and see them dance to this music. You, you nervous for your first show back? No. no. Actually, I mean, like first I played, big show. It's gonna yeah, be. I was going to say, I played at, when you guys saw me last week, I was actually just heading back from Soundcheck. I played at the Adidas store oh, cool. for a Juneteenth event that's, that, that Saturday. Cool. And it was cool to just, like, it was just a store. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they paid me properly. You had a nice big Adidas yeah. there. Man. This guy got some. This guy got yeah, some. Yeah. Shit. Oh, okay. you, yeah. See, talk about not noticing things. Little I did dude, not notice that. Yeah, yeah. Proper, proper bag <clears throat> and a full proper bag. They got paid. Secured the Double. bag, but it was cool to like play in a room with human beings versus playing in the basement looking at a camera. Yeah. yeah. So that was good, but my first big show stage show i'm so looking forward to it is this coming wednesday at city view drive-in okay it's that's called, at, so at, wait so this coming wednesday will be this is really june 30th. yeah this release june, monday yeah yeah so it's june 30th june 30th yeah okay. so um, the long weekend perfect no yeah the day, day before the long weekend yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. perfect yeah. we can booze it up they don't gotta work the next day <laughs> it's gonna be amazing if you're listening to this right now the show's in will be two days from now june yes. 30th June get 30th. Get out 30th. there and go City see City View Drive-In. It's already sold out. It's a free concert. Oh, shit. So people can't even go if they want to go. And the tickets went in three minutes. All right. So if you're listening to this, stand outside the fences. Hope you already got your tickets. Yeah, yeah. I hope you got hope them you or you can hopefully see it from the distance. That just goes yeah. to prove how much people just want 
live interaction yeah again. absolutely you know absolutely. they just want to be around people see music anything yep they're itching interaction like enjoyment with people like we've all done our best we, we really have, have. Mm-hmm. i'm proud of everybody who's made it this far yeah be- without like you know totally quitting what we do because i know a lot of people that just didn't didn't make it through you know what i mean yeah. with the with the creative people that do creative things that had to do other things because necessity you gotta you gotta keep the lights on yeah you know absolutely. what i didn't even think about until right this second think about how many amazing musicians and artists that the world will never see because they had to quit their dreams because they couldn't survive anymore right you know that that they just have to okay i can't be a dj anymore because i was only playing three or four shows a month and I was able to pay rent. Now I can't so I pay get rent. A my, job. my social media is not big enough to do that kind of stuff. So now I'm, I got a desk job yeah. and now I'm selling something or I'm doing this. Yeah. They're just, their dreams on hold. There's now. a lot. And once you put it on hold, it's tough to pick it back up again. It is. It's tough. It is. So I feel for them. I'm, I'm blessed and happy that I've like built up enough prior to this, that I was able to maintain, do some cool stuff during and like come out swinging after. But I mean, I, I say this all the time. Anyone who's following their dreams, still do that shit. Like, even if you have to do something else, still do it a little bit and, like, work to it to the point where it can tip over. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I agree with that. Like, you have to still chase that. Like, I say this a few times I've said it on this episode. I'm a big fan of the, Al- the book The Alchemist. And oh, I really think ooh. that if you chase your personal legend, like, as long yeah. as you're continuing to chase it, the world will still conspire to, like, help you on the way. It'll mm-hmm. take longer. But, like... Man, that there's one part in that book that really hit me hard, like really changed how I look at things. And it's like, it's the part where a guy's like in the desert and he wants to stay for the girl, and the girl's like, "No, you have to go, or if you don't, you'll after a year, you'll, you'll still be hungry to chase your dream, and they'll give up on the dream. You'll resent me, this stuff. Like people, like that's the thing. To your point, that's just do real. it a little bit, because if you yeah. if you stop doing it, like both your points, like Ricky's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you, yeah, you could stop theoretically, and they're giving it up because they can't do it, can't afford to do it, they got to pay the bills, have a job that's not flexible, but if you give it up entirely, you will always think forever, what if? Yeah. And you know, like, you you have to, if you have a dream of something, you have to always, just keep pursuing it, keep pursuing it. Dude, even if it's got to be on the side a little bit, don't stop. It's a blessing to even recognize what your gift is and what your dreams are and like, because a lot of people are still trying to figure that shit out. If you actually figure it out, and you know what it is. You have to. You, you have to. You owe all of us the pleasure of enjoying what it is that you can bring to the world. So, like, you got to do it. Absolutely. That's great. I love that. That's so true. It doesn't matter what it is, too. Like, even the creative space especially, but anything you do. Yeah. Shit, if you're, if you're a good stockbroker, that's your gift. and you figure, right. Like, you have to do what you're put on this earth to do. And, and everyone, I think, figures that out at very different times in their life. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I mean... Hell, like we uh, we just launched a social media app pretty recently, and well, we got to get you on it after. Yeah, we launched the. Uh, yeah, you got to s- tell me about it. Yeah, we got we launched Cast with a social voting app. Basically, in, in a nutshell, what we're trying to do is just turn. Uh, we're trying to get more people to share their honest opinions online. Basically, okay. turn like passive bystanders in, in conversations into active participants because most people online don't share their opinions anymore mm. for whatever reason it is. Fear of a lot, to cancel, a lot whatever. of fears. Um, we just want to create a place that makes it easy for them to do so without those fears, but. Mm. Uh, anyways, like that's always been a problem of ours for a long, long, long time. Like Ricky and I have talked about this, like back 2018, we talked about it. And, uh, you know, in terms of like chasing your personal legend, like, you know, I just, I had a job that I love. I worked for my family business, loved what I did, worked my family was amazing. Um, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm sure Ricky loved what he did too, same kind of situation. And then when COVID hit, 
my business obviously was still like we were in cleaning so it kept going but like we, I had a lot more time on my hands right so when it first started I was playing video games though like I would like play Call <laughs> of Duty Warzone whatever in the evenings work on maybe a little bit but like not super anything really productive to produce yeah, but also you didn't know how long this was gonna last exactly right? very true very yeah. true as well but then at one point, like it started to come back to me, this idea like, kind of like, you know, kind of dawned on me, like a sign from God, like was like, you know, remember this idea? Someone mentioned it to me and I was like, oh, it's a good idea. Started thinking about it, started thinking about it. And I was like, I was like, you know what? And I literally like was just reading The Alchemist or picking it up and I was like, man, I feel like if I don't do this now, like this is a sign that I need to do this. Whether it succeeds or fails, I mean, we believe it's going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Whether it succeeds or fails, we owe, like, we owe it to ourselves and the people that we're trying to solve this problem for, people like us, to pursue this, regardless yeah. of what happens. Agreed. And we just started moving in the right direction, little by little by little, figured it all on the way. And like five months later, we had an app. Seven months later on the app store, we just secured our first round of funding. Like, oh, but we just started going. Like we just like, we kept hearing the, the voice like you can't stop no matter what. Like you have roadblocks, you have this. And there's every reason to quit. Mm. And honestly, so it, yeah, I guess like the message is for anybody. And, and often, I don't like often do this like give piece of advice, but like, yeah, man, just whatever you're put on this earth to do, whenever you figure it out, you have to do it. Yeah. You owe it to yourself more than anybody, yeah. but you also owe it to the world as well. Because you like, if you can give something to the world that's like a gift or a talent, whatever, absolutely. Yeah, that's my I that's saw, my TED talk. I saw something uh, Jay Z said recently. It was exactly along those lines. It's like, success is not the goal. The goal is to like whatever it is that your gift is, to live through that. If you can live through the gift, the God given gift that you have. That's going to make the world a better place. You got to do that shit. You know what I mean? And whatever success means to you will come in that because you're doing the thing that you're meant to do. Yeah, absolutely. I really like I I believe that shit. Yeah. And not just that too. You'll be insanely happy. You're doing what you love. That's right. If you make no money, but you're doing what you love. Like hell, man. Like we, I mean, again, to this point, like we've been, we've bootstrapped our company. So we put our, our money into this. Mm -hmm. So like. Hell, like I, we have a lot on the line. At the end of the day, like it, I don't sweat, I don't get scared because I'm like, I've never felt so free. I was like, oh, like to me, it's not about the money. Like we got to, I get to come in here every day with my like my two of my best friends and the amazing team. I get to wear shorts and like a t-shirt. <laughs> like, I used to wear a suit every day. Not that I don't like wearing suits, but like nobody I just likes, get to be nobody my likes wearing suits, man. True. All the time, no. True. Sometimes someone stylish like you. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, but all the time, like when you have to, it's not exactly. Yeah. If you have to, it's not as fun. Nah. But that, that thing is it. too like the last just you can jump yeah, in. Yeah. It's like I'm not we're not making a dime. We're losing like if anything, we lose money on a daily basis. Right. But you're happy. Oh my God. I said to uh, to anybody, I'm like, as I'm I don't care if this becomes the next Twitter or Facebook. That's the dream, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. As long as I can do what I'm doing now every day, be around people that I love, doing something that could change the world for the better, mm-hmm. and like get this do this, read, have free time. Like, that's all I care about. I don't like, that's all that what matters. Else matters. And yeah. to, to kind of touch on that even more, when you said it's like not about making money, it's like if you do something you love and you work your ass off at it, you will make money. I strongly believe that. Like you say, okay, you, you can give me the dumbest example. Like uh, let's say plumber. If you love being a plumber and you work your ass off and you're good at it, you will make money. Mm-hmm. It's just how it goes. If you are consistent, and I, I'm big on this, consistency, you do something day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out, you will become good at it. No matter how much you suck at the beginning, you will become good at it. If you become good at it, you will make money and you'll be able to love it even more. And another thing, even kind of going a little bit back on this, um, you mentioned something about kind of your personal legend. A big thing for me is perseverance. Mm-hmm. If you perse- uh, persevere, you will 
beat like any obstacles that are put in your way because it's just that's what life's about it's about perseverance just and consistency if, if anything those are my big two like i do my lives every wednesday to promote the app yeah and there's sometimes i've got like six people on i'm like this fucking sucks i got six people but i do it each and every week yeah every single week wednesday 7 p.m you better be watching this guys <laughs> uh and like literally there's times where i've had like eight people but then there's other times where i got 80 and I'm like, all it takes is that one right person to watch it mm-hmm. that says, hey, you know what? This is exactly what I need mm-hmm. right now in my life. I'm going to download this app. Or one random person who knows someone else who knows someone else that like, ends up getting 10 other friends on or something. It, it doesn't hurt. But I do it each and every week. And the idea is that if you stay consistent, you will, uh, eventually my, my weekly shows will get better. Yep. Right now, they're, some of them are good. Some of them are kind of shit. <laughs> but you keep doing them week in and week out and they'll get better. And that's like anything you do in life. If you do it consistently, you will become good at you it. You will get better at doing it. Your, present, your presentation will be better. Yeah. You'll be tighter with it. But also, you can't start something. You can't expect to start something with everybody ready yeah. to fucking go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can't. You got to boil a pot of water. And then boil another pot, another pot. You can't boil a lake. You can't boil an ocean. But if you like bit by bit, once you gather it up, you will have that mm-hmm. yeah. gigantic body of water that yeah. you. And like people will be on board because they were there for the journey. Yeah, and that's I'm, another thing too that I feel yeah. like a lot of people don't understand, or I think people are preaching a lot now. It's like you don't have to be perfect on day one. Yeah, people actually enjoy watching you suck and get better. Absolutely, because they can say, "Yo, I was there when they sucked." And they feel like they're a part of your journey and they're that much more invested in it's what a, it is that you do. Yeah, it's like when people are always looking for that next great musician. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was around before he released that yeah. album. Oh, I used to watch him when he played at Mod Club or whatever. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I just yeah. hate when people get pissed off. They're like, oh man, he sold out. He's like playing the stadium now. I remember we used to play. It's like, you don't want your favorite artist to make money? Yeah. Yeah, and if you were that artist, you're not <laughs> going to take $10 million to play for our show? Right? Shut the, shut up. You were 100%. You, they, you should be happy that No one up. would not, like not no one. There's probably some who do it for the artistic. There's probably some like artists that like, I'm going to be obscure and for the integrity, but 99.9% of people, if they did get offered that opportunity, you take, you want to grow. It's not just about the money. It's about playing in front of more people, getting your music out to more more people. people. And then even if you think about this, like, the weekend's the best example. How many people have said, "Oh, I I, I was listening to the weekend during House of Balloons." Yeah, cool. Or during, oh, I, didn't even, I remember someone to a show at, at uh, Mod Club. Remember no, he did the back to back days at Mod. Didn't he play at uh, Sound Academy? Sound, maybe? Oh, when he did nine shows back to back. Yeah, back-to-back. I remember a friend went. I was like, "Who is this guy?" Mod Club was first. That yeah, was the, that was his his very first. Show. first That's show. when like Drake just like shouted him out on Twitter or something. And that was when House of Balloons just dropped uh-huh. and he did back-to-back shows and they sold out and literally... And nobody even knew who he was at that Nobody time. knew what he looked like. There was no pictures of him online. I know a lot of weekend or, or like original weekend fans that don't like him anymore because his uh, he's, changed, he's right? like, he's changed and he's not... This, it's like, he still puts number one, he's grown up. Yeah. Puts out bangers. Number two, he's made a lot of money. Number three, he's very successful. He's not couch surfing, taking drugs anymore. So the songs are not going to be about that. Yeah. It's true. Let the man live. Let him grow. I'm happy for the dude. He's one of the biggest artists ever. Anybody from the city? I've seen him live just by, I've gone to a couple concerts, but I've seen him at a couple festivals too. Mm -hmm. Like I think he is one, maybe one of a a bunch, but in terms of like R&B, I guess that's what it would be. His voice sounds the same live as the record, which is crazy. Like I remember seeing him at Coachella and Uh Scotiabank Arena and like I'm like, oh, something's a CD on. You can't tell if he's lip syncing. No, he's actually just a great singer. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like a. Seems like he'd be a bit of a douche, but super talented. <laughs> like, no offense, we can go to come on here. We'll have you anytime. But he uh, seems <laughs> seems like when you get that big, you're a bit like stuck up a little bit. Yeah, no comment. Yeah, not. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> um, he does seem like yeah. like he uh, super super talented. But on, on that topic, who's I guess some of the coolest people you've got to play alongside with? Oh man, <laughs> the list is like, who, who's give give us some of your favorites. Um, uh, Snoop Dogg is great. I remember doing a, sh- a few concerts with Snoop Dogg, and my fa- beyond the fact that he's awesome, the food backstage was. Bro, this is music this guy's kicked. ears right now. Holy! I've never seen a bigger bowl of pudding in my life. Pudding? <laughs> yes, it's a gigantic bowl like this big of butterscotch pudding, and I love butterscotch pudding. Come on, and it was amazing. You just like you just shovel it onto your. Thing. Anyway, that so was that's cool. part of his rider. Or that, like his that. rider was amazing. His rider was amazing. Um, <laughs> the guy always like looks like he was a hundred pounds soaking wet too. Be, eh? I know his metabolism is off the charts. Oh, my rider would have no would have honestly all food like the craziest food for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, okay, Snoop. Um, I've done shows with a lot, man. I did. I DJed Kanye's first ever show in Canada. Wow, that's um, sick. It was at Rebel, which was the docks at the time, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was probably like what 08, 07, 06 Something like that Maybe even earlier No earlier than that Earlier yeah. Like 05-ish Maybe yeah. Whenever College Dropout came out probably Fact real. check us Whenever College Dropout came this out This is why we need Our, manager. our manager's not, not here, here. <laughs> Y'all's not here right now She could have She'd be like Googling that yeah, yeah yeah I'll do it I got this That's um, why I keep the phone here Yeah um, I've done a bunch of shows With Drake of course um, Paris Hilton's fun Done a few shows with her Crazy yeah, a bunch, man. Honestly, there's like there's too a many five. Even all, yeah. But I, I've had a great time doing that. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to that, man. That's awesome, man. It's been ridiculous being at home. You, you've always loved like doing this. Like you always knew you wanted to like. No, really? I didn't always know. I, I wanted to be a writer. Like I went to York University for to be a writer, and while there, I discovered DJ culture and party culture and like nightlife and all that. Sorry, a music writer or like a like no, a book like writer? A, like a journalist. journalist. I wrote poetry. Like just okay. writing was always my thing. English class was always my favorite. All my teachers were like, you're gonna be a writer. Wow. Um, and I, to be perfectly honest, I didn't. I wasn't absolutely sure that's what I wanted to do, but all signs were leading me there. And just like the alchemist, I was like, well. Let me follow the signs and see where it takes me. And it's good that I went there because it was at York that I discovered they used to throw like these crazy parties in like the giant dining halls and they had big DJs from the city play there. And it was there that I discovered nightlife and fell in love with DJ culture. And like before that, I only knew about like Jazzy Jeff and Jam Master J. Like my idea of a DJ before that was like you were with a rapper or you were like in a competition. Like vinyl scratch, yeah, and that like kind the of DMCs, stuff. like doing high tech, high technical, like yeah, yeah, scratch yeah. shit. Or you were like the DJ that backed up a rapper, and you were on tour. I didn't really know about the party scene. The like I obviously know about parties, but I didn't know about like the importance of a DJ in a party, and like there was a whole thing. Yeah, I didn't know about that world at all until I went to university and stumbled upon it, fell in love with it, and was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> and I dropped out of York and started DJing. And oh, never look back. That's crazy. Follow your dreams, man. Yeah, man. It just, I, it. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. I was like doing it. Like my dad had turntables in the basement and a, and a shitty mixer. And I just, he had tons of records. And I just like messed around with the records. And I couldn't stop. And I'd like 
get down in the basement like 9 p.m. I'd look up, it'd be like 6 a.m. I'm still having the time of my life by myself in the headphones because like I can't play the music loud. Come on. And I was like, yeah, I have, obviously I have to do this. I just got to figure out how it works. It must have, well, so when did you came up, like when did, when was this like around what time for your university-ish, like when you first this started? This was like late 90s. Wow. So the club scene in Toronto was not, there was still obviously there's clubs in Toronto, but the it scene was, was different. different. It was different. Um, the clubs, the club scene that I grew up in at that time before I was a DJ it wasn't even, again, like, I knew there were nightclubs. And there definitely were, like, some notable nightclubs at the time. I couldn't tell you what they were because all the parties that I went to were at, like, banquet halls, at the universities and colleges. At, like, that's where all the black parties were. Like, they didn't have hip-hop in the, the mainstream clubs. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't until a bit later that that happened. And I was part of what, like, made that happen, to be honest, because it wasn't happening. Um wow. But that shit was amazing. Like there'd be like a banquet hall in Markham with a thousand people jamming and it'd be like a sick DJ lineup and it was amazing. And I fell in love with it and I couldn't do- think of anything else. So I just dove in just trying to figure out how to get my foot in the door and like how to figure this shit out. And you couldn't watch YouTube and learn how to do yeah. anything at that time. You had to mess so around. I just had to like get some, I had luckily made some friends and like had some really good mentors that showed me the flexes that I needed to, you know what I mean? And I coupled that with just common sense and what I thought were good ideas and like lending my talents to people. Like I'd show up at nine 30 to help carry the big DJs crates in so that they like me getting for free and like hang out so I could like be in the DJ booth and, uh, and like pay attention, observe, try to learn and then go home and try to do what I saw him do. Like shit like that. See, that's the kind of shit like then like people don't do like, that yeah, anymore. that shit doesn't happen. Like what well, it's different. It, I, it probably does. I don't wanna uh-huh. I don't generalize because like you we see a different side of it. You know, we go to the club, you see like everyone wants to be the big shot. Like I used yeah. to do it. Me whole fucking people's headphones when I was coming up at Western, <laughs> I just opened for like a like a lesso. Fuck, I'm gonna carry your shit. But like yeah. I was a nobody still relative to like yeah. everything else. But like everybody now is like, you know, I wanna can I open? Can I play this? I have the set. Well, like you don't see people like instant gratification is, yeah. is what it is now. At that time too, like early two thousands, there was no really a bottle service. Like that shit came about a little bit later. Side note random. Did mm. you ever DJ at that club in the um, scene tower? Yeah. I heard How, that place you, was sick. Do you know do you actually did you know he did or no? No, I was asking. No, I did uh I did it a was a club in the scene tower? Yeah. Well it's not a club per se. It's like a I did um Grey Cup party when the Grey Cup was in Toronto one time. They had this amazing party in the entire CN Tower. Like when you walked in, I never seen any shit like this before in my life. <laughs> when you walked in, they had, you know how they always have promo models for things like that? There was like 2,000 girls lining from you walk in, winding all the way to the elevator, just like on both sides. Next time I'm on a plus one. Wait, what great cup was this? Was like. Oh, uh, this was a like decade ago, maybe. Yeah, twenty ten ish. There was the like one that, that yeah, they had one here. It was it was in our lifetime, like oh, recent, yeah, yeah. like recent. Because yeah, yeah. there used to be an actual club in the CN Tower, like a club club, like back in the day, and like the. Yeah, late I don't 90s. know about that. Or maybe like the eighties, nineties when it first like like. Well, no, early. I don't yeah. think CN Tower was up until the late eighties, early nineties. Oh. No, no, CN Tower was yeah, built in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my grandmother told me she remembers when they were building it. Yeah. Imagine seeing that get built. My, my dad crazy. exploded my mind. It's crazy. It still looks cool. Like, it doesn't yeah, look old. My, my dad says he remembers when they they had to helicopter the t- last yeah. top few pieces. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like so mind no blowing to me enough. because that's, I'm that's from here. That's crazy. No, today there's no crane big enough, is there? 
I doubt it. It's crazy. No, yeah, no, 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 crazy. Yeah, no. They, they had to have the helicopter. helicopter. Right. Even if they were building it now, they'd have to do it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking that's crazy. Just, yeah, it's amazing. I wanted to ask what you were talking about the shows and the banquet. I'll a question that I probably, I don't know if you've ever been asked before. What's the first paid show you ever played and how much did you get paid? The first? Um, I don't know if where the first actual like getting paid anything was, but I remember the first what I thought was a big show was at a club called Stages in Kitchener. Yeah, it's still around there. That's no that, Kingston is stages. No, there's yeah, yeah. there's a the stages in Kingston. Kingston. Yeah, the one in Kitchener, I don't think it's there anymore. Okay, but it was like it was a pop-in spot at the time. I used to go out there when I before I was like DJing anywhere. Me and my boys used to always go out of town to like go to parties because the girls don't know us over there. So like, let's uh, go there. Oh, they, smart! Too many girls. We know these. We know these ones. Let's go to Burlington. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Kitchener. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. did that shit and. um Get a hotel for the night. Yeah, you know what I mean? Do it up. So we used to go to Kitchener all the time. And then I got this opportunity to play at this club out there. And it was I had a partner at the time. And I remember we got paid $300. And we were stoked. We were fucking 150 bucks each. And we were like, yes, we made it. It's amazing. (laughs) Now you're at Adidas. You're like, yeah. Now I'm like... If somebody were to pick up the phone and call me to do something for 300 bucks, they're like, you called the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I should have called me 20 years ago. No, I mean, I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to act like I'm too big or anything, but like, I'm not sure you understand who you're calling. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's, uh, you work for it though. I've earned yeah, it. Yeah. I've earned 100%. it. hundred percent. At that time, that was great because honestly, I could, I would have did it for free. It was a popping massive club, like a two level looking down on the crowd, like 50 foot ceiling type room. And, I would go there all the time and just have fun as a patron to be able to be the one DJing was a huge deal. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. that was like the first of many, but it was like, I, I would never forget that. I'll never forget that. Okay. So then follow up question. What's the, what's your most memorable show or set you've ever played? <laughs> People always ask me that. I, it's a generic honestly, question. No, no, no. It's like, it's a, it's a legit question. I just really don't have one answer for that because I've done a lot of, like I've been blessed, dude. I worked hard and done this for a long time. You said 15 years. I've actually been DJing for 25 years. Holy shit. Fuck. Like, that's like that count that's counting like in the basement, like when I started. Like yeah, before yeah. I was like really playing anywhere. But well, it still counts when you start. It counts. Like I remember I was making mixtapes. I was selling mixtapes hand to hand at school. In the oh, in the st- I got like them in a few stores. Like that's when I consider my DJ career started. I sucked, but I was doing it. And I was loving every and minute. You were working hard. And yeah, you were being consistent. Well, actually, that, that reminds me of one thing that I was going to say earlier. We were talking about being people from the beginning when they suck. Mm-hmm. On the other, that's great as a fan perspective. But one of the other things too, I think, for like people who are creators in any again any industry, doesn't matter what you do, people who create something who want to release it to the world but are scared to because it sucks. Yeah. On the other side, people are scared to like take a leap or like pursue their dream or pursue their passion or do anything because they're worried. Oh, people are going to think this sucks. And they're yeah. kind of like embarrassed, you know, yeah. to put something out. Man, you honestly, like, if you like, as a, as the easiest example I can think of when you're sticking with an artist, like, okay, Bieber's always been talented, but you think the YouTube videos of him, like, singing in a basement, like, you know, like, everyone at some point is bad. Yeah. No matter 100%. what, like, it's bad as relative. But if you look at where they started to where they got to, like, Bieber is yeah. ultra talented. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't like, he was good compared to, like, me singing, but it's not <laughs> the same as now. But like, even as talented as he was, he was still sitting on a, step like the steps yeah in, uh, in stratford ontario just playing as people walk by there's no yeah. crowd there's no show 
He was just, I love doing this and I want to do it. And you have to start, like, you you just have to start, like, the biggest thing. I was actually listening to some like, podcast on the way here, then, and it said something that I actually really believe. It's like, the biggest thing is, like, motion. Just move forward, take a yeah. step and go. Like, you, people plan, you know, I'm going to get better, then I'll release it. No, because you're not, then you're going to yeah. get a little better and you say, oh, I still sound bad now relative to now. You just have to go out there. And, and the people that I, you know, the ones that get lucky and they're all talented, they release one thing, it's a hit. But for the most part, it's incremental progress, like, day you over day, right? People like to see it on the other side because people root for you. Then they're like, oh, this person is taking a chance. As a fan, I love it. Like, again, you could be pursuing anything, finance, you know, music, art, whatever it is. People want to see you start from the beginning and, and work. The ones who are going to make fun of you for being shit are going to make fun of you when you're good anyways. Yeah. So don't worry about those. Just make a little progress. Go ahead, Ricky. I literally just said this the other day. Like, shoot or shoot. Shoot your shot. Yeah. If you miss, if you suck, who cares? Nobody will remember you. Like... Let's let's talk about this is one of the best examples of shooting your shot, I think. Rebecca Black, it's Friday. <laughs> Terrible song. Yep. Terrible song. What? Life changing. Massive, massive Life moment for her. Changing. It's Friday, Friday, oh, yeah. gonna get down on Friday. Song. What a so that song, song was terrible. You don't want to drink no, I'm no, okay. I'm she uh she released it mm -hmm. and it sucked and she went viral and she's still somewhat famous now. Yep. Ten years later. And she still kept putting out more music. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like, you got to remember, too, there are so many interactions in a, in a person's life on a daily basis that if you really suck, they're still probably not going to remember you. Like, if you're performing on a street corner and you're, you're terrible, someone's going to walk by, well, that guy sucked. And they're going to keep walking and you're not going to cross. They're not going to think about you probably ever again. Yeah, but I mean, but if you are that. good or if you are their type, like that type of music that uh -huh. they like and they like you. They will remember right. you again. But I mean, beyond that, you shouldn't do things and live your life based on what people think anyway. Yeah. Like whether they remember you or not, that's on them. Yeah. You're doing your thing because you love it. And sure, the sure. people who will like what you do, they'll find you. As yeah. long as you consistently keep doing it and putting it out there. Absolutely. You're giving them the opportunity to find you. Bieber got found because of YouTube. Yep. He's super talented, but his life probably wouldn't have gone the way that it has if he didn't post videos on YouTube. Yeah. His mom wasn't recording her, him with the little Someone like that yeah. now, like Johnny Orlando, he was on the podcast. I don't know the whole backstory I started, but I remember him saying to us, he would just post and post. The videos mm -hmm. were so bad. He, like, he laughed. They were terrible. Yeah. It was like me and my sister singing, but I just kept posting and posting. And you know, and then I grew to like 6 million followers and it kept going. And yeah. like now he's a pretty big deal and like could be the next big superstar. But he started just putting out stupid like joke videos, yeah. like make them singing and that's it. And like did it consistently. You get better, it grows and grows, and you never know. Dude, Sean Mendez, same thing. Like, I didn't know that that's how his career started, but he started with on YouTube as well. Oh, yeah? And he was just posting videos. He's a good singer, but yeah, like, yeah. he still had to, like, muster up the, the courage to do the thing and then put it out there and be like, let's see what happens. And he did a bunch of them consistently and was starting to build a fan base. And the moment when he realized, whoa, this is a thing, he said he was going to do a meetup at Young and Dundas and, like, Hundreds of kids came. Crazy. If he wasn't doing those videos, if he didn't put himself out there, we, we wouldn't have a Sean Mendes. Yeah. You got to do the thing. You got to do the thing. That's actually a good one. And another thing that, like, I, I kind of about being consistent, which is what Ricky's saying, is there's one saying that I actually really like. And it, it's kind of like vague, but it's, it's, there's a saying that goes, the harder I work, the luckier I get. 
And that literally, if you like really dissect it, it just means mm-hmm. the like the more you do something, the more chance of you getting lucky because yeah. there's a more likelihood of you getting more exposure, there's more chance of somebody coming across you, there's more chance of you being in the right circumstance, right time, right moment, whatever I it got, is. I got one for you on top of that. Go. Luck equals opportunity plus preparation. Yeah. Yeah, that's another good it's one. It's the same shit. Like 100%. If you keep doing it, you're getting better while you're doing it. Yeah. But also, you're putting yourself out there and giving people the opportunity to find you. It's, it's a You keep scheme. doing that shit, you're going to get lucky at some point. Yeah. I, when I used to be in sales in my old job, um, I literally, my closing percent was like 5 to 7%. Mm-hmm. Anytime I had an offer out, it was like 5 to 7%. So I'm like, okay, I know that's my, my, that's my closing percent. Yeah, some, some weeks are better than others. But okay, so I need to get out 20 offers to make, to get, to make one deal. Right. Okay, so I just got to take 20 shots. Game. That's it. If I get 20 offers out, there's a very good chance I'm closing a deal this week. It's it's as simple as that. It's just a numbers game. If you're shooting ten percent and you take one shot, good chance it's not going in. You right. take ten, good chance you're gonna get one in. Yeah. It's as simple as that. There you go. There you That's go. the thing. Like it, no matter what, people like kind of was again, all these things you're talking about, like how about putting stuff out there, being consistent. Everything ties to one thing. And like at the end of the day, it's the boat just like just doing like motion, like doing the thing, like you said, just like just mm-hmm. do what makes you happy. Do it little by little. Yeah. Listen, you might do it forever if you want to be a singer and you ha- and respectfully. You got no talent and you don't get try to get better. You yeah. might not get discovered. So I'm not That's saying me. like just do it. But oh yeah, Ricky, of course. Karaoke I could try. Right I could try as hard as I want. <laughs> I could be as cons- actually. You know what? If I bet you, if I tried every single day and I no, stuck with it for ten get, years, if you wanted to be your like calling, you probably would try very very yeah. hard. And I bet you, I could be decent. Yeah, hundred percent. I believe yeah. anyone yeah, can yeah, do anything. Great. True. I believe anyone can do anything. You just have to like it's comes easier to some people than others yeah but if you're willing to put in the work you can get good yeah you might not yeah. be the best or you can be successful but you can be successful yeah, yeah. you and can successful like, is very subjective too right it is absolutely it success is. to one person like success to me for singing i would want to just perform in front of 100 people that'd be kind of cool for me right and i've done you know, it karaoke bars <laughs> there, you success, right? there you go you know what's one thing i haven't done that i want to do and it's like i'm kind of horrified but also super excited. Wait, uh, let's guess. Let's guess. Uh, yeah, can, you guess. guess. Is it involved DJing? No. Oh, okay. No, no. I've, I was gonna say got, DJing like guess. I was gonna like DJing like a I don't know bar mitzvah. Or no, something. no, I DJ anywhere. It's, okay. That's what so I what? I don't know. Then I don't. I can't have a guess. Scuba diving. No. It's something that you really want. I don't know. Skydiving, bungee jumping. Okay, those are all things I'm never gonna do. Um, never. That's fine. Never. They're honestly fun. Never. I know they are. I'm sure they Sick. are. I don't need that kind of. Danger in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, life is dangerous enough as it is. It's fine. True. I want to do a stand-up comedy show. Love oh, that. sick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love stand-up comedy. I talk a lot. I perform for a living. You were a former writer. You know what I mean? I was a writer. That's part of that. I think I'm funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, hey. I would, uh, that's, that's one of my like bucket list things. Like I don't open, know when or where I'll do it, but I'm going to do that. Like an open mic night? Th- walk over, set it up, and do it. You're like proper. Maybe, maybe an open mic night. Maybe I throw a show myself. I don't know. Okay. The pals will be there. Absolutely. The All pals right. will be Wicked. there. Wicked. Maybe I'll suck. Maybe I'll be great. Maybe we'll, I don't do know. The, maybe yeah. we'll host the intro. We'll, we'll have every guest come out and do like a little quick five minutes yeah. of, on every guest. We'll fire it up. We'll have <laughs> and see what it. we'll do is I'll, I'll even we'll line up something ahead of time. I'll sit front row looking weird so you can chirp me too. So you get a couple, <laughs> couple jokes and in just there. Maybe bring your heaviest, loudest laughs that day. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll laugh. No, but I said what's one thing like, I mean, I don't want, I don't aspire to be a stand-up comedian for a living at any point, but it's just one of those things that I do you know, like, you know, it'd be cool to do. Like you're saying about singing, you know, be cool to sing, stand up and sing yeah. in front of a hundred people yeah, you know what I mean that would be cool I would come see that like, yeah. I want to ask you on that note is there like who is like your inspiration or who is your comedian that comedian? like you I love Eddie Murphy oh he's oh, sick yeah. I love Dave Chappelle 
Yeah. Genius. I love Kevin Hart. I love Tiffany Hustler. Haddish. Um, a few. I love John Mulaney. Funny. Um, a few. A few. I, honestly, Eddie Murphy, I'll never forget this. My cousins, uh, my older cousins, Paul, Stephen, and Michael, I remember I used to like look up to them because I had an older brother. I was the oldest of three. Mm. And uh, I would like look to them as my older brother. So I'd go hang out with them and they would like rent movies. We'd go like on weekends of sleepovers. They'd rent movies and like a couple years older than me. Remember renting movies? So, yeah, we'd go, literally go to Blockbuster <laughs> and like look at now. So they would like, they would fuck me. Like, you know, they would like rent horror movies and I'd be trying to be tough. And I'm like, yeah, I can uh, watch that. And I would shit myself. I'd like, be so scared. But I remember one time they rented, uh, I think it was Eddie Murphy Raw, not Delirious, because they oh, rented Raw the first time. Yeah. And I saw that as a kid. I must have Changed been like nine. And I was like, I couldn't stop laughing. I didn't understand all of it. Uh-huh. But I was like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. And then I, a couple years later, I, I think I saw Delirious, which obviously Delirious came first. But I yeah. watched it. I was like, man, Eddie Murphy's a f- genius. I thought in the same order. Yeah, I saw them in reverse. And yeah. I always thought that was the right order. I actually watched Eddie Murphy Raw the other day. I kind of dozed off watching it. But man, he was, he is so talented, like so funny, so talented. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, I kind of got into it as a result of that. But like, to this day, I think my favorite comedian, I think, is Dave Chappelle. I think I said, honestly, like, I don't know. Maybe this is kind of generalization, but I think he is a modern-day philosopher, which sounds crazy no, as a comedian. really, really. The way, yeah. he, the, the way he tells stories and the way he, like, comes to his conclusions, the way he looks at the world, honestly, I think his brain is super gifted. And I think people, like, I don't think people take him for granted, but I think when you look back at this time, people will realize that he might go down as like probably the greatest comedian or one of the top three of all time. He does a lot more than just tell jokes. Yeah. Have you peeped his podcast, his new one? No. The Midnight Miracle. It, it just come incredible. out? Incredible. They just came out this year. Oh, wow. It's like, it's on the Luminary platform. Okay. And it's him, Talib Kweli, and Yasin Bey, slash Mosef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just have these conversations and they bring people in. But the way it's produced is like nothing I've ever heard in really? my life. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. You got to check it out. You gotta, it's not a regular podcast. It's like a production with like music coming in and out and like that's effects. And that's cool. Bikes. I got to check that out. Yeah. Like there's one episode where he was telling a story. You know how he tells stories. But you can hear like they have the, the sound effects that like accompany oh, what's happening. Oh, so it's like Produced. Produced. And then, like, that's cool. It was a yeah. story about him and his wife, and then she starts talking, and then it's back to him. Like, so dope. Man. Okay, so dope. That, that man is a genius. He that honestly, genius. I really think he is. And, and man, like, even you want to talk about people who like really want to like, it goes back. And this is kind of a digression, but like people like just doing it for the passion of doing something and doing what you love. Man, like, I, I don't. I'm not gonna do his story justice to tell it, but like I've heard it many times. Like he turned down Comedy Central and went off the face of the earth for like 10 years mm-hmm. and like turned, I think, $60 million down, he said, or something. And I remember hearing this on like Joe Rogan and, and him telling the story once. Like he would go to Central Park. He would go to Central Park yeah. and like just, or not Central Park, a park in Cleveland with a speaker and just do stand up in the street yeah. to practice and like tell, test his jokes, whatever. Like talk about like somebody, sure, he probably had money, so he was comfortable. No, he's good, but But he lives, in his, he lives in his hometown in Ohio where like he's a yeah. regular guy, like not about the money. He doesn't talk like, like he's some super hard to reach guy. Like he, I don't know. I just think he's so gifted. It's a, yeah. it, truly like a, like a blessing to be able to listen to that yeah. guy talk and tell stories. I, I hope to meet him and have a conversation sometime. They're, I think yeah. comedians that are the would best. be cool yeah. honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past the chance of doing that like well, presenter on a show like he has always like yeah well I mean Cardinal is a really really good friends with him I'm really good friends with Cardi so maybe something will manifest line up. it yeah. that's, a, that's a maybe something will line um, up put it in the universe hey, yeah. chase the legend that's yeah, it yeah, yeah. comedians to me are the they're the best storytellers 
Like yeah. When they, when they tell their jokes and they like they lead the crowd through a story, it's so great. Like Russell Peters still. It's probably Russell. One, Russell, Russell. That's probably the. Um, he is good. He's uh, really somebody's down. gonna he's somebody's really gonna get it or whatever that skid is. Someone get hurt. Whatever. Gonna that get was the, real that, that's, that's still to yeah, this day yeah. my absolutely f- like number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, comedic skit number two is the kevin hart one with the the grandfather dick <laughs> or is he, I, i'm gonna butcher this but long story his, his um he was doing a spelling bee or something and he's watching his dad walk through like like in between the aisles and his dad wasn't wearing boxers so his <laughs> dick know. was just flopping around. i've never heard this joke really it's on now uh, look it up it's on, i think the second or third stand-up he has on netflix it's so so fun i'll, I'll show you after yeah, um, but before we go i want to give a shout out to these cookies because they're bomb Cookies by Victoria. Victoria, thank you so much. Big, Big shout out. out. These are awesome. Yeah, I, I, they were staring at me in the face. I'm like, while well, you guys are talking, I, <laughs> I had couldn't to, wait. I had yeah. to we'll grab be them. them after. Yeah, I know, we'll I dig like, in afterwards. Wait. I couldn't. I couldn't resist, so I had to jump in. Yeah, guys, Cookies by Victoria. Check her out on Instagram. She was kind enough to bring us some cookies over. We'll uh, we'll give a little shout out at the end there as well. But yeah, check her out if you want cookies. Hit her up. Mm-hmm. Um, back to her saying the only other one that I remember, the only comedy stand up I knew Eddie Murphy Roth by heart when I was younger. I don't yeah. remember a lot now. Um, Robin Williams live on Broadway. My parents bought me that. Are they? I think my, we got it from my dad on DVD or something, and I watched it like I don't know how many times in a row. Another genius. And like I would, because I was a new. This is like when I knew him. I was like he was an actor. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. right. this guy on stage talking about like eating fucking eating a girl like women and like golf like sweat dripping down his ass playing golf. And I was like, this guy's so vulgar. No, you know who's vulgar? And I saw live actually at in Toronto. Bob Saget. Oh, oh Bob Saget good. is filthy, and I knew him from Full House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nice dad. He seems like he he's is like. Filthy. What about him on like, like Entourage too? I feel like that's like him. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the real him. Yeah. So they showed really? like the real him. His show, he said stuff that I was like, bro, you can't say that shit in front of people, bro. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. He is raw. Um, he is absolutely over the edge. No, he's, and it was hilarious. He's funny. I yeah. The um, the uh, Robin Williams uh, golf skit. Oh yeah, the flag at the end. We're gonna call it a stroke because every time you swing the swing and miss, you feel like you're gonna fucking die. And we put the whole hundreds yards away. They put a little red flag to give you a little bit of hope. hope. And then they put some trees and some bushes (laughs) in the way to fuck with your ball. I see. Okay, you know it too. That was my favorite skit. I knew it all. I forgot. I knew it off. Right. I was standing in front of my one time. I stood in front of my family at Christmas and I recited like half the like like that skit specifically. I like yeah he was uh anyways com- a comedians are genius I actually saw um I got to see the only comedy show I've gone to see live like big comedian is Joe Rogan um I don't love his comedy like mm-hmm. I, I super talented I like his podcast like I listen like yeah, yeah. not as much now but I listen to a lot of his like good episodes like Dave Chappelle and the big ones yeah. that I really interested in Neil deGrasse Tyson I saw him live. He's good, good storyteller, but like not my kind of comedy. Like again, I would rather see like a day. I would go see Dave Chappelle, Russell Peters. I really want to see live. Yeah, a few other ones, but last one I saw live was um, Sebastian Maniscalco. He's funny. He is very funny. I had no idea who he was, and then I heard he sold out. Like he sold out this place, yeah, twice, two nights in a row or something. So a little MSG, like four nights in a row. He's really, really, really funny, and he does. He's he's smart too. He does his research. He's Italian. He came here and he talked a lot about Woodbridge. Oh yeah, and of course the Italians came out, so they loved it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) And like, yeah, amazing, amazing. He's really funny. He's good. He it's funny because like the his kind of comedy is like. You, when I first heard about him and I saw a bit of his stuff, I was like, oh, he's kind of like Italian Russell Peters. Because like, like everyone who has like their background that plays into the nationality, you <laughs> I think, see where you're going with you that. You know what I mean? It's like I very specific. Russell yeah, yeah. Peters has changed. Like He's not the same over the years. It's changed uh-huh. a lot. Um, 
And I saw like I thought Sebastian Maniscalco was be very Italian, but he does a lot of different things too, and his yeah. impersonations, yeah, yeah, they're so dramatic and like over the top. But yeah, but I'm just fascinated by like somebody standing in a room with a microphone, keeping thousands and thousands of people like on the edge of their seat for an hour. Yeah, like that's sick. That's that's like partially why I got into DJing. It's like everybody's here. I'm the one person. What I do affects everything that happens in here. Like I play the right song, this place goes crazy. You play the wrong song. You know what I mean? Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> You'll head the door quick. Right. Next but like that, that <clears throat> shit is just like, that's what drew me to performing. It's just that, um, I don't know if it's control, but like it's the energy in the room. And to be the conductor of that energy is like a dope spot to be in. Well, on, on that topic, let's, I, I did want to get to this point, especially because I, I don't want to short this point. Uh, talk about some of those energy in the room playing at the ACC Scotiabank Arena mm. is obviously one of the coolest things to do, especially if you're a DJ from Toronto. For sure. How did you get that gig? How cool is it? What's the best part? What's the worst <laughs> part? What can you tell us? What can you not tell us? Um, Give us everything. Because a lot of people that do know you will know you as the Raptors DJ. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, especially after what, what just happened after the last couple of years. After getting them rings. Yep. Exactly. Give us that whole story. Because you've been, you've been the Raptors DJ for what, five, six years now? Dude. No, more than Dude, that. More? I'm going to season number 17. Holy shit. I didn't know it was that long. I was going to say yeah. 10, 17? Since 95, since 05. Wow. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. I remember you used to when you first started. You were on the side. Um, I've been all over the place. Yeah. It started in the access like that accessible seat. Yeah. Was when it started. Yeah. Because yeah. you were up. So my seats that I ever were well, the old ones you had were in one twelve, I think, and you were up to this side, right? One eighteen. I remember first it was a small little set. One. Yeah, it was like one or one twenty or something yeah. like that. And then it moved to like like the tunnel, like on the bridge in the tunnel. Yeah. And they put the seats up the top. Yeah. All over the place because that first spot. We weren't ever supposed to be there. You got to have those accessible spots yeah. available, even if there's no people to sit there. And when they got in trouble is when they had to move me. So that's when I went to the tunnel. Then I went up to the gondola and all over the place. Where I am now, it actually covers a block of seats. Yeah, they just yeah. built this massive um, DJ booth. And the reason why it's there, because they've been trying to do that for years. Like my guy there, my main guy, Anton, has been trying to convince the higher ups, yo, we got to do this. And they're like, oh, we don't want to like give up the seats. It's revenue. It's revenue. 12 seats, 14 seats. Right. Until the reason why it got pushed through is when Drake came on board, he was like, yo, how are you going to have four corners and people can't see him properly? And they're like, all right, get it done. Okay, so, really? that's, so thank you, Drake. that's been like six or seven years and since you've been in that spot. Something like that, yeah. Okay, so that's like what that. I'm thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, man. Shout out to Drake. You want to come on the yeah. pod? <laughs> get out of here. But uh, that's yeah. cool, though. That is um, like- how I got it in the first place, it was manufactured luck like we were talking about before right place right time right guy i was djing i used to do a lot of work with roots canada and um they would do events at their yorkville store when they used to have this massive yorkville location yeah. and they were like where, the where the harry rosen is now or no like right next, across next from to, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. rent through so where the whole rent yes. through is yeah, yeah yeah um i remember some small side note about that last time i was there is when um you remember one love to they did that the, the roots collab yeah. yeah yeah i remember i stood in line on canada day to get a canada i one heart or I, <laughs> one love to yeah sick. on canada day at that store yeah i man. waited in line for an hour and a half and you never waited in line for anything never i was like it's, half the money was going to charity too i was like i need this shirt i'm gonna no, it's a big, <laughs> sick company sick shirt. hour and a half but that location was dope and they were licensed so they would have like these after hours parties with Real, yeah. roots Roots. Shout, shout out, out Roots. Shout out to Roots. Dope. Yeah. It was dope. It was like t- good TIFF sponsor. parties. And like I did all kinds of events there. It's a big venue. Yeah. Big yeah. space. 
And this one night I was doing this wine tasting event for some wine company, I can't remember which, VP of marketing from MLSC, which is the company that owns Raptors, was at the party, caught a vibe, liked what I was doing, me and my partner at the time, and um, slipped me her card. And be like, yo, they had just seen that the Miami Heat had a DJ by the name of DJ Irie. Shout out Irie, first NBA DJ. He was um, the first. Yeah. He still plays, I think. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we were there. Their, their arena's crazy, too. They got the club in the basement, the Hyde so Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nuts. It's dope. So Irie is first. They saw Irie. They thought that would be dope here. They didn't know who. She saw me and my partner, gave us her card. I harassed her for a few weeks, and we got it done to give it a, give it a shot. And after the first season, they're like, okay, we're going to, you know, we liked how it went. We're going to do it again next season and so on and so on until now it's like 17 years later. I didn't know it was that long. Fuck. Yeah, I feel yo. old now. I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> Cause I yeah, listen, man. I like if the one sport I go to the most and I'm very fortunate, like shout out to my, shout out to Christos. My dad was diehard raps, my whole family, but my dad's been a diehard raps fan forever. And he used to take me to games for as long yeah. as I can. Now he let, like I, I would go, I, of any sport I go to, I go to basketball the most. Yeah. And I would see, like, every, I, I, I could tell you where everything in that arena is with, with my eyes shut. I could walk across and find where you're standing with my eyes closed, but I exactly. remember, like, it would always move around and, like. Yeah, where man. I am now is the good spot. I'm it's happy with where I am. You're directly across. Actually, no, you're. I'm right behind the home basket, like, raised. Y- yeah, you're 112, 113, 112. Yeah. Yeah, so you're across. I, now I'm on the other you're side. On the other I side. face that way now. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a good spot. It's a great spot. I can't wait to get back. I cannot wait to get back. This last weird year has been weird of us not being there. It's going to be crazy in there. It's going to be everything's going to be crazy. Like everything that we're allowed to do and I hate the word allowed in this case, but like yeah, yeah. Allow, everything that we're able to do that we haven't been able to do, everyone's going to go crazy. Yeah. Like I said, that's why the concert next week sold, sold out, out in 3, three minutes. minutes. I mean, it was free. Doesn't matter. But even if it was paid, I'm sure it would have sold out just as quickly. It was free because Cardinal wanted it to give a gift to the city. It's called Free the City. Oh, that's And it's oh, free. Cool. He wanted like sponsors are involved, but, but still, like he wanted to give the the people something to free up. So So who's who's at this concert on uh, so, June thirtieth? <laughs> Can you say it? Um well he's only we're only um letting people know who the DJs are for now. Okay. And oh, there's, so there's more be, to it. And there's gonna be like yeah, there's gonna be a lot of surprise artists that cool. You're gonna find out there. I think I think he said he's gonna like let a few names Tease a little bit of it early in the week. He and I are going on um, CBC Radio next Tuesday, the day before the concert, to like talk about it a little bit more. So I think Sick. he's gonna let off a little bit of information there. But like, this is a big deal. So like, so even like this is gonna come out on Monday. So like, nobody can get tickets. There's no other way to wait in line. Nothing. It's sold out. It's done. Gone. It's, a, it's still a drive-in concert because we're not still able to do True. like proper concerts. So they gotta just yet. take the car. They get so there's spots. only so many car spots True. available. I believe there's like less than three hundred. So do they live stream gone. these at all anywhere? Pardon me? Do they live stream them at all or no? Um, that's a good question. We we might. I, I'm gonna see if we can live stream. If they do, let us know. We'll drop the link in. Like yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. Sure. That'd be I'm cool. gonna sneak in. Someone's pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, sir. What's that? What's that thing in the back of your trunk? Oh, it's, it's nothing. It's just nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. No, you see me great. like hiding with a little towel, <laughs> a little face towel over my head. Bring all over the I'm news. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward Sweet. to getting back in the arena with these games. Um, touring, like all the stuff that we haven't been able to do, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to getting out and presenting all this music awesome, that I've man. been making and like dropping more records. I, I dropped a bunch last year because I felt like I had to because I'm like I'm sitting on my hands. I'm like can't not put out music, and then I realized everybody at home people need music, so I put on music out, and the songs did really well. So I was like, okay, cool, it wasn't that bad. 
Sick. But it's not the same as being able to like put out a record and then go out and perform it and see people react to it. So I'm looking forward to that's awesome. To that. Like that moment you see people pull out their phone and Shazam. Yes, it. exactly. Like, and you're like, yeah, that's my song. That's got to feel good. Yeah, it feels great. I, I'm like that odd guy in the club. Like I'll be at a club and I hear a song I love and I'm like, all right. Oh, oh yeah All the time I have no shame All the care. time Like what are you doing As a DJ Shazam. It's technically like Bad form to do that I don't care I'm like yo You're sick dude You're playing a wicked record I'm shazamming you yeah, yeah, Right yeah, yeah. now Feel good Feel good I about feel like it. DJs would hate me When I came up DJing I would like I'd hear a song like, I'd look at the turntables And the guy would look at me I'm like It's a fucking song What you fucking On the rights to this song yeah. And it wasn't even like theirs I'd be like Let me see and yeah. like, no, it's mine. I'm like, okay. Some whatever. DJs are really funny about that. It's true. Some it's DJs true. are really, really funny about that. I'm not. I'm like, yo, you can have all the same songs as me. I'm still going to play it better than you. So like, go wild. Uh, there that's we the go. I love that. Go wild. Bro, I've been doing this for a long time, man. I'm, I I live this shit. I live Good for this you, shit. man. So I'm you want to do this forever. Yeah, man. I Honestly, I forget that I get paid to do this sometimes. Love that. Like at the end of the night when I've had a great show, I'm like, all right, sick. I'm, you know? With the people, with my people, and like having a drink, getting ready, and then they come over with the envelope, or they come and tell me, "Oh, yo, the transfer's done." And I'm like, "Oh shit, that's right." Yeah, sick. <laughs> that's, that's how I know cool. I'm doing the right thing. That's cool. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like the money's like a bonus. Like it's like, it is it's the fact that I can do this shit, like travel the world, make and play music, DJ at the Raptors games, and like earn a living doing this, a good living. Dude, you're a- you're you're also yeah you're, you're the DJ of the NBA. Ch- like, it doesn't matter what anyone says. Yeah. Fucking 2019 NBA champions. Yeah. That band will never leave. I have leave. a championship ring. I was just about to ask that. Yeah. I have one of the replica fake fake ones. I was there opening night the next okay, the next yeah, season. Yeah. I got some of those too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta have those. Ones. I bought like six of them. Gotta but MLSC, the staff got a bunch of like people there. Got yeah, a bunch yeah, of like the like the proper like replica like not replica but like the good like you know what I mean the good ones. No, I got a real one. You got a real one? Yeah. Like not the exact same one that the players have, but still like the players have like. It's like 20, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I got like a good one, my name oh. engraved in it and all that shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, yo. Good for you. Dude, I've been there 17 years. You're part of the furniture at this point. I am. I, I really am. I've been sick. there longer than any player that we have on our team. That's crazy. Good for you, man. Ah, shit. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that right there. Boom. Yeah, man. Had to. Best, one of the best days of my life. I say it all the time. Amazing. Where, like, were, that's crazy. where were you guys when we won the chip? I was. I had a. Uh, I, I still know exactly where I was. I. I'm pissed. Because, not pissed. I think it was the best environment to watch it. I was at home with my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna go downtown and watch it with Ricky and our my other buddy and co-founder Dave. But I had to go to Ottawa the next day for work on a train at 6 a.m. Mm. And I knew I should have canceled that train. I was like, <laughs> but like, as like, it's my family business. I have to represent the company. So I was like, right. you know what? If I cancel, they might know why. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go regardless. I want, I'm just going to deal with this. I was on the couch with my, my mom. My dad was upstairs. My dad was fucking, my dad's a diehard. He's well, pacing, that's what I'm saying. You're with your dad. So pacing like, the house. He had to go upstairs by himself in his like, room and lock the door. Amazing. He's like, he was getting like, I'm going to have an anxiety attack. I was like, just shalom, man. They're going to win. My mom and I were together. So when they won, we were going nuts. And then that's it. Just like chill, like celebrated, pop some champagne, chill, went to bed, and that's it. So, His story's different. So you were downtown. So I'll tell the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> went to game one of the whole like playoffs. They yeah. lose to Orlando. Remember that? Yeah. And Larry had like, zero points. Everyone was like, "Oh man, here we go." Everyone's again. panicking. I'm like, guys, it's best, one best yeah. raptor, of, most important yeah. raptor of all time. Yeah. It's it's one game. It's one game. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone like settle. We got this. Chill. So you went four yeah. straight. So are you literally taking us back to the first game of the playoffs? Yeah. So I wrapped this up in five minutes. So went to two games out of the series. Second uh-huh. round, went to two games again. Okay. Third round. When Were they you won- at the game, the uh, the Philly series? 
So I wasn't at the shot. No, that, I, I missed shot. that one as well. I remember where I was that moment, though. Again, watching okay. it with my parents, like, yeah. crazy. I was my mom. I watched it with my mom for that one, too. If I, shut up to Anastasia. And then, uh, so then Milwaukee series went to two games, including game seven. They won. I literally cried. Sick. I was like, this we were, is. We were sitting too, together. We were too, sitting I together. Cried. Man, I remember there's people behind us trying to tell us to sit down. I'm like, yo, we're Are just about to make me? history. Like, not even like, wait. Oh, you're the down. You should be standing, too. We paid good money for the ticket. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, I'm one row below you, so that means I paid better money. So <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. Anyway, so we won that. Then we went to, I think me and you went to one, one game. I was at game one of the finals. My, I went to three games in the NBA finals. Yeah. I was lucky. I got to go to game one. I sat by myself because we have four seats. My sister and brother, because I went to like, the game previously, they're like, we get dibs. I'm like, fair. I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. that. I'm buying my own ticket because I didn't think we were going to win the final. I, like, I thought we'd win, but like, I'm like, you never know. Yo, but never know. It's the finals. You got to go. So I was... So- Game one, my five family. I sat by myself behind them. I was like on the edge of my seat the whole game. And you can yeah, keep so going. I, yeah. Again, went to game one, two with my brother. Me and Georgie went down with our dads to San Fran to watch game three. Oh, shit. Like, okay. I, we got, I actually I, went to game one, two, and three, I think. I didn't go to game two. I know that. I went to game I one, I went to game three, to game and then two, game five. So I literally, me and my dad got stopped going down by like City TV, blah, blah. We did a couple of interviews. It was super funny. Uh, funny enough, you can actually Google that. You'll see my interview. Um, <laughs> so then went to, I remember going to game um, five thinking they, they're going to win. They're going to clinch this. Uh-huh. At home, the city's going to go. I was at game, no, I was at game two we game are five. Fast. And they lost. We and it was heartbreaking. Fast. I just signed my condo that, that like a couple weeks before. So the game six was a Thursday night. I called my realtor. I was like, I need the keys. I need to move in Thursday. Because I was supposed to move in on the Saturday. I was like, I need to move in Thursday. They're going to win. My buddy Dave, one of our other good friends, he came to watch. I moved in. I got my bell set up at like six o'clock. Games at seven, seven, no, eight o'clock or whatever. My couch was supposed to arrive at six. The guy calls me. He's like, I'm running behind. Blah blah. We watched the first half of the game, like the first half on the floor. The guy calls me halfway through like the second quarter. He's like, "Cam, downstairs." I'm like, "That's you, that's on you, bro. Bring the couch up yourself." Yeah. I was like, "How am I supposed to carry him? I don't figure it out. Like, uh-huh. I'm not leaving to watch this game. Game's on." So he comes up like. Dude just carries my couch in like three pieces up, up like the elevator by himself, which is hilarious. They won. So we met up with some friends that lost and found that night. Went out with, uh, you know, like the Loud Luxury Boys? Yeah. Yeah, so we went out with them. So we were out from maybe, I don't know, 12 till 3-ish. I got home around 3.30. I, I live on King Street. My balcony faces King. Mm. I heard King Street still going off. I tried to sleep. I'm like, I can't sleep. Grabbed a couple of drinks, went back down. I was on King Street, King, Queen, Young, everything, till probably about 5-ish, 6-ish. Yeah. I remember showing up to work the next day and everyone, again, a huge rap fan too. Yeah. Everyone's like, what are you doing here? It's like, <laughs> you look like you slept for two hours. Like, go home. I remember I got shawarmas for lunch and then I went straight back home. Amazing. I slept for like 12 uh, hours. Amazing. Well, I was DJing at Jurassic Park. Like, and That must have been fucked. It was banana. I have videos from my phone. There's videos, obviously, from TV and stuff. It was amazing. It was amazing. I, I still, obviously, we wish we won it in game five. Oh, because it was at home and all that. But the shot was at home, so that's cool. It was just as good. It was just as good. I remember I, I played that. Drake and all the guys were on the stage. They sprayed champagne on my computer. I didn't care. I was like so Got happy. the ring. I'll buy a new laptop. So <laughs> happy. So happy. Send Drake a bill went for the home, laptop. <laughs> all right. Went home, threw my stuff down, and went outside. And it was just like I was on King Street till I don't know what time. Just taking it in. Just taking in the vibes and just watching the city just go crazy. That was like what it was like at after every game, but like yeah. that night. That night was nuts. I'll never forget. It's that. surreal. I'm just like watching Toronto go all the way up because the Raptors just won the championship. Yeah. It honestly, that was a surreal year. Honestly, I can't. But like, it's. I never thought I would experience it in my lifetime. And 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 if you ask me which team in Toronto I thought would win a championship first, 
like like maybe like around 2013 14 when i started like like i've always followed sports yeah but i would have said probably the jays had a good run right and, and they've won a couple so yeah so like recently enough that like people know people remember and 2015 yeah. 16 they had a great team i was like wow the jays might win i would have thought jays then i would have thought leafs because they got austin matthews and i would have thought raptors and right. i love i have raps on my team i would have i never would have thought i'm like well, i love the rosen love larry i'm like man. i'm like I he can't we're not gonna win yeah. when that Kawhi trade happened i'll never forget and shout out to dave I hope you listen to this he's like this is the worst trade ever why would they give the guy he's been on the team i'm like i'm like are you an idiot i was like i was like we took it like it's a gamble but you're getting the one of the best, if not a top three player yeah. in the league, to pair with the mo the most selfless point guard in the entire league. I'm like, this is the greatest trade ever. Nothing but good. And the craziest part of all that is somehow Masai Ujiri didn't win executive of the yeah. year that year. I think it was like Philadelphia or no Milwaukee's GM. Milwaukee's GM won executive of the year. Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster yep. made a trade. Took a sold the two guy for two. Yeah, sold the guy who who literally. Like was the heart and soul of this team, which must be incredibly emotionally tough. Uh -huh. Knew a guy was gonna probably leave, yeah. and said, "You know what? We could probably win this year." And and they won. Do you understand how line. how much how big like yeah. your balls got to be massive to do a trade yeah. like that? But see, this is the thing: a lot of people in Toronto did not know who Kawhi Leonard was because we don't get a lot of San Antonio games here. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's also they West like know. West Coast kind of team. Right? Yeah, they didn't know. the time difference. When I heard it, I was like, man. It really hurts to see Demar go. Yeah, Demar's our guy. Yeah, but like, if you get an opportunity to get to get a Kawhi Leonard, a LeBron James, a Steph Curry, Steph Curry for one year, you take it like, absolutely. Those are those level of elite players. That is like, yo, I can change it. And and for just two players, yeah, Dude, that's a Cinderella. If you actually think about it in history, like that's a Cinderella story. Like the shot was, if you actually like, just to touch on this, the shot. What crazy to me as soon as I saw it happen, I was with my mom at the same spot in the house. She like covered her eyes in the shot. I saw it bounce, and I and as soon as it hit the rim, I was like, "Oh, this is karma from Vince Carter missing." And I saw it bounce. It's the first thought in my head because it's the mirror image on the other side of the court. Yeah. I remember seeing it, same and I team. wanted to, yeah. And Everything. I was like, oh my God, this is the world. The world is conspiring right now. Yep. And it fell. And I was like, oh, this is a Cinderella story. They're going to win. That, at that moment, I was like, they're going to win the playoffs. Yeah. The Think minute that, that shot season. went in, it became real. That season, yep. could be. you can make a movie out of it. Mm -hmm. like, if, like, that could be like, um, like Moneyball or Draft Day or whatever. <laughs> that should be a movie. Anyways. The thing yeah. about that trade is, and I, I remember arguing this with so many different people. They're like, oh, you fired Dwayne Casey. And then you traded like the heart and soul of your team. And I remember saying this. You know, like, we had a couple great runs with those guys, you mm -hmm. know, DeMar, Kyle, mm -hmm. and, and Dwayne. Like, Dwayne, coach of the year. First yep. ever coach of the year to get fired. Yep. You knew that the Eastern Conference Finals and LeBron James was as far as we go. We cannot beat LeBron James, and we can't get not past with, the Eastern not Conference. Not with what we're doing not right now. Not with what we had. Yeah. So, to do something you've never done, you must do... Sorry, to go somewhere you've never gone, you must do something you've never done. Exactly. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, the, there's the Einstein quote yeah, yeah. Uh, about insanity. Doing the same thing yeah, the same over and over, over. different results. So, the idea that you have to make a trade, you have to gamble, because look, you don't play for second. You no. don't play for third. You don't play for Eastern Conference no, banners. That's no. not good enough. And you I know You play loyalty. for one thing and one thing only, is to win. Yeah. That's you, what you play for. If you can't win with the team you have, you, you have to take changes. a risk. And... Either trade it. If it doesn't work, then you blow the whole squad up and you try again. You yeah. rebuild. That's it. Yeah, and I, I get loyalty. Loyalty is, is big. It is. It is big. But yeah. it's also and Demar did resign, right? Which was yeah. huge. But it's also a business, though. 
And like everybody involved knows it's big money. Yeah. It's a business. And you gotta be loyal to your fans too. You're also playing for like, you remember Masai, like you have to do it for the fans, you gotta do it for the business, and you gotta do it for like Masai Ujiri's career. So like what he keeps playing and losing, then he gets fired. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you can go anywhere and yeah, it's it, people are gonna say, Well, it's you know, business over this, and players are gonna say, see, because everyone came out and said, Oh, see, the like, you know, everyone talks about loyalty and they trade the guy loyal to you. Okay, sure, but like he's making forty million dollars a year. Masai Ujiri doesn't win; he's fired too. Someone will hire him, but like everybody has to do something selfless at some point. Yeah, we, and it's just like to think. I don't know. It's I love. I love hey the man. We won though. So the banner stays forever. No, we won. That, nobody, so that argument, there is no argument. Will yeah. rem- nobody's gonna look back on that trade. And say it was a bad trade. And no. everybody, the best part is how many of those people who said it's a bad trade, oh, we should never have done that. DeMar's the heart and soul. We're in Jurassic Park or in the stadium yep. in the finals watching, cheering for them to win. Yep, and, and doing the whole Kawhi and Dine thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I just wish we resigned him, man. I think he, I think he reg- I he think he's going to regret. Have, I think he's going to regret not staying. He should have stayed one more year. They would have won it again. They would have ran it back. They would have ran it back 100%. If he wanted to go home to California, I get it. Same. Like, if I was an NBA player, and I was playing anywhere but Toronto, and I had the opportunity to play in Toronto. You go back, hundred percent. Yeah, but that opportunity would have been there for him the forever. So year. the thing is, you can't be mad at Kawhi for doing that because look how happy we were for Tavares coming home. Yeah, Tavares yeah. left New York, which is you know he's a hockey a hockey city. Maybe not really, but the Islanders have a good run. He left all you know his captaincy there to mm-hmm. come home and play in his hometown. So when Kawhi did it, it's like, what are you going to do? Any player who you know, can play for their hometown, that's the dream. You grow up watching these teams. Like and, that's and he, why I, I'm like I'm. I don't want to say worried. I don't know what's going to happen, but like, if we end up moving Kyle, like if he ends up wanting to go somewhere because his contract is up, he's restri- unrestricted. Now, he's unrestricted. Yeah. <clears throat> If he ends up in Philly, it'll be that for him. Yeah. And you I hate Philly, but I'll, I'll, Kyle Lowry to me, him. Kyle Lowry can do whatever the hell he wants the rest oh. of his career. I will never hate him. I will. Oh. N- I have no problems with Kyle and whatever he wants to do. He is again. Shout out to Dave, and I always rub this in his face. I said the the year after we got Kyle, one of the first years after, I was like, Kyle Lowry's a top five point guard in the NBA. If I was mm-hmm. if I was building That's- a team right now, I would take him over. I would take him over Kyrie. I would think over a lot of guys because of the kind of person he is. Like yep. he used to have this toxicity, whatever. Man, that guy. Show me, show me anybody with more that. charges taken in the NBA in the last decade. He yep. probably beats everybody. That yep. guy is the bulldog of the team. And no matter what anyone says, Kawhi is the most talented Raptor ever. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry is the most important Raptor ever. Yep. We have not missed the pl- we missed the playoffs for the first time this year. That's the first is this year, yeah. First time in his in his career in Toronto, we missed the playoffs. Yep. He is the greatest Raptor of all time yeah. based on what he's brought to the team yeah. and led us to the championship. I would love to see him. I honestly think he could go to, might go to L.A. and play with LeBron. There, there's a lot of talk about that. And I, I wanted to win one more because then he's in the Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah. And I remember when I told Ricky he's going to the Hall of Fame and Ricky said he's barely an all-star. <laughs> Shout out to Rick. The reason I said he's barely an all-star, if he was in the West that year we made, when he made that, I said if he was in the West, he's not an all-star. It's subjective. The all-star, all-star, all-star is also popular all-star contest. Is, yeah, it is subjective. Uh, I'm it's, saying it's, you're it's saying caliber of player, though. No, we were saying, is he an all-star? We were talking about caliber of player. Because remember, you look the stats up after, and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah he's, so we pulled up the stats for the last he five is, years. He's like, an all-NBA player. He's yeah. more than an all-star. He's an all-NBA yeah. player. Man, whatever happens, I just want him to be happy. Yeah, he, he deserves happiness. Something like that. He deserves happiness. He's done I what he needs to do. He deserves happiness. Kyle Lowry, if you hear this and you're in Toronto, you like on the podcast, come on the podcast. He brought us a ring. Like again, that's a day that none of us will ever forget. Never, ever, ever, ever. I'll Fuck. show you guys a video after. Uh, this is a, this is kind of fitting, and we are yeah. kind of near that point. Yeah. Uh, do you wait? I want to ask. Do you want to do you want to give a preview of the song, or no? You got to keep it under wraps. Um, 
What do you mean, like from my phone? Yeah. Might not sound good. No, no, no. We can't we can't make it. Can't sound ruin like it. That. No, I was no, just no, asking. No. I thought it was July seven. Okay. July seven. Four oh one West, my group, uh, with Ashton Adams featuring Zach Zoya. It is called Won't Put You Through That. The song and the video are dropping. It's an incredible record. It's a, it's a house music record with an R and B feel, and I promise you, you're gonna love it. So make sure you you can pre save it now though. Pre save it. Pre save it. Four hundred one West dot com. Pre save it. George, you know what to do. Put the link. Link. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We'll share when it comes out. Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we ran into each other on the street the other day. The universe conspires and leads us where we need to it be. Does. Absolutely. It does. This is a fun conversation. It has. It's, yeah. Again, you get to see a different side of you. Like we've met numerous times in nightclubs again with Georgie as well. Yeah, and the clubs and, doesn't it's count. Different. It's different. It's different. Say, yo, what's up, <laughs> bro? Oh, yeah, yeah, quick yeah. shot. Oh, what's this song? Oh, you're not going to show me cool, bro. Like, you know, it's yeah. little things. Like and we're that. all probably drunk anyway. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not exactly. But it's good to actually sit down and get to see, you know, get to chat more and get to really know who you are. Uh, we've got two questions we always ask every okay. guest at the end of every episode. The first, if there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Could be anyone from any point in time. Oh, man. That is an incredible question. Thank you. Um, Wait, I've asked it 140 times. <laughs> uh, if I could, it's not possible any further, but Chadwick Boseman. Oh, great answer. Great yeah. actor. Yeah, great. Just for Becomes whatever role it is that he plays, and I think that he would do a bang-up job. And did you know this, too, that when he was battling his cancer, he didn't let a lot of his co-stars and co-workers yeah. know? Yeah. I, I think he, nobody, he, only yeah. the president of Disney or whatever, the head of Disney knew. Yeah, he didn't want anybody to know because he didn't want to take, he didn't want any extra attention. He didn't want anybody to treat him differently. Like That's a great, that's, great man. It gives me chills just thinking about that. That's like the type Damn, of person. you can actually see your chills from like, here. Man, crazy. Fuck. <laughs> man, it gave me chills just thinking about that because that's, like, that's a true Selfless. like amazing person. Yeah. You know, he put everyone else in front of him, even though he's battling what is arguably one of the toughest things in the world to battle. Oh, you're in your deathbed, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like and like the only thing you may like most people would want is like the attention, love, and admiration before yeah. they go. And like no, I wanted none wanted of it. To, and the best thing is his more. role in, in Black Panther too. He was jacked. Yeah. Like let's not take away from the fact that he was jacked. How hard must that be? Like he must have been like. Yeah. yeah you I see people have cancer. They lose all their weight. They're, they can't work out. They can't do anything, especially if you're doing chemo, which he was. That's wild. Yeah. Crazy. Anyways, that's a Rest phenomenal piece, answer, Kurt. Absolute first choice, yes. Love that. Love that. Love, great answer. Last question. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Um, honestly, travel. Traveling has been the one thing beyond everything else that I've done that's like really changed me and grown me as a person. And I really started traveling like crazy not soon enough. Like I, I've, I've spent a lot of money on other things <laughs> and I wish that I could go back to like my 15 year old self and be like, yo, you don't need those sneakers. You know, a couple years later, you don't need that car. You know what I mean? You don't need that jacket. You're, plane tickets. Yeah. Buy plane tickets, travel, grow yourself. And um, like it's giving me the most perspective and perspective is everything. The way you see things is what it's the way they are. Absolutely. Great answer. Love that. Uh, I know you said don't buy those shoes. What kind of shoes you got on? Those are fire. Oh, honestly, I don't even know which they are. These are Adidas joints that I picked up on the weekend. I just like, I was like, I like those ones. I don't know what they are to like tell you what name those they are. Those are fire. But I like they them They are sick. Thank you. I love those. Buy those shoes. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Kirk, thanks for coming on. If people want to find out more about you, what you're doing, your new projects, where can they yeah. go? How can they find you? Um, fourcorners.com, number four corners with a K. And now, 401west.com, 401west.com. And I think George might have asked, but I don't remember the answer. The name 401west, has anything oh. to do with 401? 
highway um yeah well i mean i'm like mad geographical when i come to, to my names because like i said traveling in the, with the world and all that four corners i call myself four corners because my goal was to travel the four corners of the earth that's what i thought i, said, I didn't know that before but as yeah, soon as i was saying that so i that got was that. that um my label i started a label and lifestyle brand called jane shepherd because i grew up at jane and shepherd in north york and 401 west is because ashton's from cambridge and i take the 401 west to oh, get there cool. and that's where we've made the majority of our records that's cool. Yeah. Love that. 401 West also sounds like a great name, too. It's, dude, the branding and everything is so fire. Like, it's I hate so driving fun. to the 401, but when I hear 401, oh, I'm like, oh, everyone, that sounds everyone cool. Hates yeah. And, and like, mind you, you got a lot of people driving on it, and they're stuck in traffic, so they got lots of time they to, have listen time to, listen to music. That's it. it. it makes and sense. you associate a lot of traffic on that highway. You see 401 West? Oh, shit. Exactly. And then, and also, like, we're from here, but, like, when we travel the world and, like, take the music globally, it's a piece of Toronto for people to be that's like, cool. okay, that's where they come from. Sick. Love that. Love that. New song, July 7th. July 7th. Pre-save it now. Guys, at the link. <laughs> That's it. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Give our friend Kirk a follow. Follow your pals. And that's it. Sign off. Until next time, guys. See Peace. you, guys. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every eye. I got alone. No one thing. Good night.